Hello, this is Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. And uh, this is a midweek message for October 13. Uh, we're still in our stewardship series, and we continue to work our, our work through this idea that we have been entrusted with things from God. Um, that, that's really what a stewardship is, that we are entrusted with something to use it for His glory, uh, to use it for His purpose. And, and that's what we're kind of examining over these, these weeks here. This week's sermon is going to be entitled, Entrusted with the Kingdom of God. Now, the readings that are appointed for this Sunday, uh, they come from Ecclesiastes, Hebrews, Gospel of Mark, and Psalm 119. Um, There are links to these in the notes, and you are uh, more than welcome to click on those. In fact, I encourage that. Read them in advance. I really think that people get more out of the worship service if they take a little bit of time to read those readings in advance and to to get a sense of where things are heading. But uh, in terms of the sermon itself, we're going to be focusing in on Mark chapter 10, 23 through 31. And this follows right immediately from last week's reading where the uh, young man, the rich young man, comes and he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And we talked about that, how you, you don't earn an inheritance. It's, a, it's something that is given to you, and we are blessed that we've inherited uh, the kingdom of God. We've inherited God's gifts and God's blessings because, well, Jesus died, and we inherit it from him, but we're doubly blessed because Jesus died and he rose. So not only do we get the inheritance, we get Jesus as well. Now, this passage from Mark chapter 10 is that famous passage uh, that talks about how hard it is for the rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And uh, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into heaven uh, and the like. We, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the eye of the needle thing uh, on Sunday. But, but for now, uh, I really do want to point out that people like to use this passage to skewer the wealthy. Uh, and that's really not the point. Wealth and oppression of the poor are talked about in the scriptures, but it's not the point of this passage. And a lot of times people like to, uh, well, we do this with a lot of, lot of different things where we, we take a tangent off of the reading. Um, we, we use the text as a pretext to talk about what we want to talk about. And, uh, and wealth and the oppression of the poor are popular topics when this, uh, when this reading comes up. Again, there, there's plenty in the scriptures about oppression of the poor. Um, but we should also recognize that the scriptures present wealth as a blessing from God. Go back and read about Abraham. Abraham was immensely wealthy, and that was seen as a blessing from God. Uh, So we want to recognize that poorness is not more sanctified than richness. Poorness is not more holy or closer to God than than richness is. The, The point is not about your economic status. The point is actually about where do you put your, your confidence as you live this life in this world? Do you put it in your wealth? Do you put it in your status? Um, the, in, in, in truth, the way that this 
passage talks about wealth, it, it looks at it as, as an additional temptation for the, the wealthy. And that is true. We know that there's a tension between you know, worshiping God or worshiping mammon. When I talk about these things, I'm usually talking to a group of North Americans, and uh, particularly uh, United States Americans. And I think it's good for us to keep the perspective that, that most, if not all, of the people that I talk to are really comparatively rich when you look at the status of the world. And just as an example of this, my, my church supports two nurses down in Haiti. They each get $200 a month, $2,400 a year. Just for, just for comparison's sake, I looked up what is the, uh, the, the national average in the United States for salary for a nurse. Well, the national average is $75,000 plus benefits. $75,000 compared to $2,400. We are, we are wealthy. So does that mean that it's going to be difficult for us to, to get into the, the kingdom of God? Well, not, not because of the wealth. And, and we'll get more into that too. So Jesus' message here in Mark starts with, the time is fulfilled. And, and the kingdom of God is at hand. He says, repent and believe the gospel. This is in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. His message throughout this entire book, throughout the entire gospel, is about the fact that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son in order to redeem the world. And that time has come. The son is there. The, the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, God has come in order to reign, that's R-E-I-G-N, and to bring forgiveness and grace and salvation to people. And Jesus calls us to respond to that by uh, repentance and believing in the gospel, believing the good news that God comes to us in grace and mercy, and he gives us forgiveness of sins. So all through Mark chapter 10, what we're actually seeing is how difficult uh, excuse me, how different the kingdom of God is from our normal assumptions about life. And the assumptions that we have about life are usually rooted in the logic of this world. And the kingdom of God works differently. When the kingdom of God comes and works and he brings his grace, that's different than the way the world works. So just think through chapter 10 here. Jesus starts out, he talks about divorce. In the logic of the world, divorce is fine. You know, there's a whole myriad of reasons that you know you might want to get rid of your husband or get rid of rid of your wife and try to find a, a happier or better life, and and God says ah, no no that's really not the way this this works. In in the kingdom, uh, children are looked at differently than they are in the world. Uh, there are a lot of people who treasure children, but children are often seen as uh, well to be seen and not heard. Uh, they are not valued in the same way that adults are. They don't contribute the way that adults do. And Jesus looks at them and says, nope, that's your example of faith. These are the ones that, uh, that, that you need to be like. If you don't have faith like a little child, you're not going to enter into the kingdom. And then here in this last part, he's talking about wealth. If wealth is a blessing, then 
it would follow that being wealthy means that you have an entrance point into the kingdom. And Jesus is saying, no, it's not really about your wealth. In fact, if you're putting your hope and your trust in your wealth, that can keep you out of the kingdom. He wants you to believe that the kingdom of God is at hand, that Jesus brings this grace and forgiveness, and that is where your hope and your salvation lie. And it's interesting, if you continue to read through Mark chapter 10, this section is actually followed by Jesus foretelling his death for the third time. And he receives a request for places of power and glory for James and John in Jesus' kingdom. And it's important to see this because we see that even the minds of the disciples are formed by the world. What do they value? They value power. They value glory. They value position. And our minds are are formed by the world too. And these are things that we are often drawn to. And Jesus, Jesus is calling us to a different way of life, a way of humility, a way of depending upon him in grace. So when we read Mark chapter 10, and it's talking about how hard it is for the wealthy to be saved and a camel going through the eye of a needle, this passage is actually first and foremost about the kingdom of God and how we relate to it. Do we relate to it by keeping the law? Is that how we get into the kingdom? Well, Jesus really wants to to point out, no, you don't keep the law. And that's not how you're going to be saved. Do you get into the kingdom by being important? Do you get into the kingdom by being wealthy, by being blessed? Well, no, those are not the ways we get into the kingdom. We actually get into the kingdom through faith. And faith takes hold of God's promises, and, and that, that will go back and form our relationships with things like the law and how we treat our neighbors, how we treat our spouses, how we see ourselves as more or less important in the world. Uh, and it's certainly going to show us something important about how we look at our material blessings, our material wealth. But the fruit of this faith, it's like the fruit from a tree. It comes naturally. It's not something that that we have to to work at in order to become a tree. The tree just produces the fruit. If you are a Christian and you have faith in you, the good works will come. Not as a work to secure one's place in the kingdom of God, but as a gift that God gives to you and uses to bless your neighbor. So we are entrusted with God's kingdom. And when we talk about God's kingdom, we're not talking about a place. We're talking about a relationship. We're talking about God's reign. And again, that's R-E-I-G-N. It's his kingly activity in this world. And the expression of that kingly activity is seen in God's mercy and salvation, his attitude and actions of love and forgiveness in Christ. This is what we have been entrusted with to deliver to the world. So there are some things that, that distract us from this. Our politics will often distract us from the kingdom. Our economics will often distract us from the kingdom. Sometimes even even morality will distract us from the kingdom. And frankly, often when we start talking about morality, it's a morality that we judge by the world's standard instead of God's. These are not what the kingdom is about We are given a kingdom of grace 
a kingdom of forgiveness, a kingdom of salvation in Christ. And it's for us to spread its love and salvation and its power because there is real power in the gospel to save sinners, but also to transform our lives. So we're going to look at that a bit more closely on on Sunday. I hope that you will um, listen to that as well. And uh, thank you for taking your time to listen to this. God's blessings.